When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, folks. We are back with another episode of Generation Red, the kettle corn of Husker fan podcast, where we try to be sweet, but at times we get salty. I'm your host, Ken. And I am your other host, Scott. Welcome to the show. And a go big red for a 22-7 victory for the Scarlet and Gray. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. We're here to talk about a victory, a victory that felt like it could have been a loss, felt kind of like a loss for a few minutes. But then once the clock hit zero, damn it, we won. Right, Honky? Yeah, that uh, <laughs> both of those halves, first and second half, we finished those things strong, didn't we? Uh, we'll take a win any way we can take it, but holy mm. smokes, that uh, nothing's easy. Nothing's easy right now with this uh, with this football team. Well, you know, I'm sure Illinois fans are going to say the same thing. How the hell do we get to six wins now, right? How do so, they get to three wins? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so this was a mess. Uh, this game was certainly not what we expected it to be, but we're here talking about a W. Yeah. And that's the beauty of it. Um, as you can see, folks, we this is a crossover special with uh, Scott and I and the Go Big Red cast with Honky, who hung out here at the house. Watch the game with us. I wish I had a full view of the whole room. I'm sorry I tried to make that happen so that you could see all three of us at once. But trust me, that is the real honky. And he's here in the studio with me. And this guy over here, too. So um, why, don't we, why don't we just talk a little bit about the first half? Uh, first and foremost, um, jump out to 17 to nothing. And then... What, four minutes to go in the second quarter? Bad, bad clock management. Bad Satterfield. Bad Satterfield. Next thing you know, they get the ball back. And that defense that was absolutely stuffing them all game long, mm -hmm. suddenly there were holes everywhere, and boom, they score seven points. Uh, I don't know, what were you thinking, Hockey, at that moment uh, when that kind of went crazy? Well, what I was thinking when it was about four and a half minutes left, and I turned to you and I, and I said, we need about a first down or two. I don't really care about scoring right now. We're up 17 nothing. That should be enough to win the game. But what we need to do is let's just get out of this half. We get the ball mm -hmm. for a second half. If we get a first down or two, this, this half is over, and we get the ball first. And instead, not only did we end up giving them the ball back, but then yeah. we gave them back a second time. Right. And they had a chance at a 50-some-yard field goal, an extra possession. In games like this, we just cannot – give extra possessions to that other team. Now that was, I thought, poor management from the from the uh the coaching staff there at the end of the yeah. first half. The end of the second half, that's just on the team at some point you gotta stop fumbling. And uh we we sent a tweet out with about eleven minutes left. Uh, it said uh you know is it too early to go into victory formation? <laughs> and we ended up fumbling three times losing two yeah. of them after that. It was like come on guys just hang yeah. on to the ball. Let's get out of this. Yeah. Scott, your thoughts on the first half? While I grab a 
not a beer, but an NA beer because damn, I need one. Uh, <laughs> it was it was better than what I was expecting the first half to look like. Um, we looked competitive. We were mistake prone at times, but from what I could tell, it just it looked like we were ready to win a football game all the way up until the last two minutes mm-hmm. of the first half. Um, there was It didn't look perfect. It didn't look like we had everything figured out and suddenly everything clicked, but it looked like a more serviceable offense mm-hmm. um, at times, but then at times there were some uh, some some incompetencies that that kind of showed themselves again, but for the most part, I was genuinely satisfied with the first half. I just wish I would have seen the the conclusion of it be you know wrapped in a nice bow. You know that's what I would have yeah. loved to see. Yeah, it wasn't pretty, but it was the win. You know that it starts mm-hmm. all at the very beginning. They they go right down the field on our defense, and it looks like oh my gosh, this could be a this could be a bad game here. And yeah. that it, it starts with the first down play, uh, Phelan Sanford. You know, mm-hmm. talk about him for a second. Two plays that he made in this game. One of them, he obviously caused a fumble. But that first down tackle, when he got around a block, that should have been a touchdown on that little right. sweep that they did. That little, I think it was like a fly sweep reverse they did. Mm-hmm. And I told you right away, I go, if we hold them out, if we hold them out or hold them to a field goal, that is a huge tackle because I think it was number 27 for mm-hmm. Illinois, completely whiffed on the block. and. And and Samford saved a touchdown there. Well, three plays later, we hold him out of the end zone, and it's a huge play. And uh, and so that was big. But then we get on offense, and kind of the the story of the game with our offense, both offenses, a lot of mistakes. And we had Prohaska jump off sides twice. I mean, it was just it's two steps forward, three steps back. Sometimes a step forward, mm-hmm. two steps back. And uh, I'm just. We're fortunate enough that they made enough mistakes on their own. They don't catch the the kickoff. We get the ball there. We score on that possession. We were fortunate enough to get enough points early on that uh, there just wasn't really any way that Illinois was going to be able to to overcome that. You know what strikes me is this 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 game was kind of the exact opposite of a lot of the games that we've seen. Uh, for example, this was the first game that Nebraska scored in the first half. Yeah. Any points at all against Power 5 competition mm-hmm. in 2023. And we scored 17, including two touchdowns in the space of 10 seconds. Yeah. Thanks to, of course, that muff kickoff. I'm not sure if that was something Aldano meant to do or or what, but it was certainly kicked into kind of a no-man's land. Mm-hmm. And credit to, to uh, who was it? Uh, Grant uh, Taggy, Taggy, Grant Taggy. I think was, it might have been Bushimi. Might have been the kicker on that. I'll have to go back and yeah, watch because they. I think they were been. going back and forth with their their kickoffs. It could have been, um, but it was certainly interesting to see. <laughs> it was certainly interesting to see the the whole space of that four minutes and thirty seconds at the end of the second quarter, where you're like, "What are we doing? Why are we not?" <laughs> Killing clock, doing something. And then, of course, we talked about it at the end of the second quarter, at the end of the fourth quarter. Maybe it's just my eyes are betraying me. But there are times when I'm wondering, how the hell is this offense able to move the ball on our defense in these last few minutes of Mm -hmm. each of the last two last quarters of the half when they couldn't move it the whole game? You know, Mm -hmm. why are these spaces suddenly opening up? And I know we weren't rushing as many guys at times and things like that, but... Um, man, 
a W is a W. Mm. We get to lick our wounds now for a couple of weeks, oh. hopefully get healthy, um, and hopefully fix the fumble issue. Yeah, let's I mean I love being in a position after a victory to be critical like we are. I mean, this is the beauty of Husker fans. We don't get a lot of these, and even when we do, let's <laughs> yeah. still break it down, right? What I'll say right now is imagine not winning this game and imagine going into a uh by week having two weeks and you know at least we have the wind to come off of here mm-hmm. we got back to 500 hopefully we can get a little bit healthy here in the next two weeks we don't know what happened with marcus washington from a, a how long that's right. going to be obviously grant got a little bit dinged up but got mm-hmm. back into the game we can use a couple of weeks to get healthy and then it's come back and it's the same thing the next two games purdue and and uh northwestern at home these are not great teams we're not a great team, but we've got to just find ways like we did tonight to not beat a great team while we're not being great. <laughs> well, I was going to say this, this is one of the things that was so funny about this game was that we literally met our match. Like <laughs> it was like, Oh my God, a team who is as mistake prone as we are, if not worse. Yep. Like it was such a, it's, it's so painful. Cause you're like, are we doing the right things or are they just doing all the wrong things and we're just who can make the least amount of mistakes is going to win this football game and i feel like that's what we got coming up on our on our schedule mm-hmm. we've got a northwestern that if we make less mistakes than do we than they do um then we win that football game same could be said for purdue same could be said for michigan state um i mean you just look at looking looking at just this game, this game alone, from the eye test, not knowing any context of either two football teams. I mean, it was such a physical game. It looked like they were battling it out for some sort of like spot at the top of their division. Like it was such a slobber knucker. There was lots of mm-hmm. shit talking. There was tons of personal fouls and PIs that, uh, yeah, yeah. Personal fouls that could have been called, but weren't. And then tons that were, Yeah, and it just seemed like if, if I was just a completely neutral spectator, I could, I could either interpret this game in two wildly different ways. It's either these two teams are incredibly scrappy and they are capitalizing off of the other team's mistakes and they're forcing these mistakes or these two teams just really, really suck. And (laughs) they're the only entertainment value to it is who is going to get out of the bottom of the barrel first. Mm -hmm. So, um, that was, that was kind of like, I was just kind of sitting there near the end of the game. And that was just kind of my over, I was like, it just felt like we were both sitting at the bottom of the barrel of the big 10, just trying to sh- claw our way out of it. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of how it felt, but I'd rather be crawling out of the bottom of the barrel than sitting at the bottom of it. So I'm not going to be a pissy Husker fan. That's like, oh yeah, we won, but like, oh, it looks so bad. Yes, it did. It did look bad. That's an objective fact. But um, <laughs> I this is true. I love that we won, though, because mm. these are the games we normally lose, and we have played teams in the past that are as mistake prone as we are, and we just mm. so happen to be on the wrong side of that coin. So if we start to at least flip that kind of trend, I am thinking we are 
still on a very, very, very slightly sloped, steady up on the up and up, if that's the case. But yeah. we will hey, see. Hey, after six games to be three and three, I think a lot of people coming into the season, if they had looked at the schedule, they would have probably had this as a loss, this game yep. on a short I had comeback. it as a loss. Yeah, so, but they probably would have had a win maybe against Colorado or whatever, but a mm-hmm. lot of people would have had us about three and three. The goal and what we've talked about all offseason is the race to six. Let's get to a bowl game. Let's get to that sixth win at minimum. Well, now here we are halfway through the season. We're halfway to that six, mm-hmm. and we have four of our last six games at home. We play Northwestern. We play Purdue. We, there are definitely beatable teams. Um, and I tweeted something out earlier today. I was having a discussion with someone about the difference between what's a winnable game and a beatable team. Um, so we'll, <laughs> so, remember so we'll that, say, yeah. hey, there's six more winnable <laughs> games. Well, yeah, but you got to win them. Uh, I think what they're saying is there's six teams that are beatable. They're not that great, right? But, right. but we're not that great either. And so we have to figure out ways to reduce all the errors. Look, it, at least it starts with the fact that we have good defense to begin with. We're mm-hmm. up to the last inch. We're not going to just give you an easy touchdown. Uh, we also held them on a fourth and one. Same thing. So we're we're stout at the at the line of scrimmage. I think we gave him up like what twenty five rushing yards today. Mm-hmm. I mean that is short of what Michigan did. In Michigan, we're going to put them in a different class. We are consistent right now. Five of our six opponents we've played so far, we've held uh, under sixty yards rushing. And the last six teams we're going to play are going to look a lot more like those five than they do Michigan. So mm. that's a good sign there. There's good signs that we can keep building off of. But it is going to be hair pulling out too at the same time. I mean, there's if we've learned anything, that is one thing that's going to happen with this team. Absolutely. You know, I think uh, I think first and foremost, Big Red Smoke makes a great point here. Two best Husker podcasts right here. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, sir. We appreciate that, or ma'am, whatever you might be. Um, but I think you're right. I think you're right, Honk. I think when it really comes down to it, um, defense is going to be the star of the show. When it comes yeah. when it comes to getting to the race to six, it's certainly not going to rest ne- nearly as much on the offensive shoulders as maybe we could have thought at the beginning of the year. You know, back when we had IGC healthy, back when we thought mm-hmm. even we thought Betts was going to be here, back yep. when we thought we had a two headed monster in Grant and and Gabe Irvin. And possibly a lot of um, Ramirez Johnson as well. I mean, yeah. two playmakers, at least one really dynamic playmaker, and a guy like Ramirez Johnson is out of the lineup now. So it, I think it's really hampered what Satterfield might want to call an offense. But I don't know. I think sometimes Satterfield <laughs> doesn't do much to help his own case. Yeah, you know. It, and some of that again, it's it's more situational stuff. It's mm-hmm. hey, we need to run the clock here, and so we throw three incompletions. You know, at the end of a half when we're trying to yeah. run clock out and not give those extra possessions, uh, things like that. But, um, but you know, through the injuries that we've had, it's ended up having – we've had to play some more guys than we probably thought we would at this point. Malachi gets his first catch today. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's a good sign. Ty Hahn goes out there and catches the ball. Uh, Emmett Johnson minus the one fumble, which we're going to have to live with that if we're playing freshman running he back. Had good, he had a pretty good game. But he had a pretty good game outside of that. So – you know, those are some good snaps for him to get. The other thing is, we kind of talked about this before the game, was that this was an important game because of how poorly last week went. And then they really made the whole narrative was we're going to we're gonna 
practice hard on Sunday right afterwards. We're going to have this mm-hmm. hard week of practice. We had good weeks of practice and it needs to lead to to something positive. If we turn out and, you know, play a terrible game and lose and, and everything, then mm-hmm. it starts to kind of sound hollow a little bit like Frost always yeah. saying, Hey, we have a great practice. Same old, same old, same old, yeah. same old. Um, we were far from perfect today, but at least we certainly on defense, we saw it. And even offensively, I mean, we were able to move the ball at times if we mm-hmm. can get out of our own way, if we can yeah. stop having a 15 yard penalty and, you know, the things that we would cause, you know, ourselves, we were able to, to move the ball a little bit on them. Harburg's getting better in the pass game. He's going to have that sidearm thing. There just is no other way around it. That's, that's not going away. So, you know, there's one play where he makes a completion because of the sidearm. And mm-hmm. then the next one, he'll get the ball knocked down because of it. But uh, overall, it it does look like a team that's getting better. And I guess that means something from the coaching staff this last week saying, mm-hmm. hey, look, the good practices and we went hard. And and now it will be interesting what they do at the bye week. Give them a couple of days off to, to rest, but then, you know, it's time to get some young guys, probably some snaps and practice and oh, get some heads. Mm-hmm. For certain. I mean, we're scrappy right now. We're, we've, we've got a <laughs> team that's going to have to put – Put together a team with duct duct tape and bubble gum, you know, like it's gonna <laughs> that's just gonna have to be what it is. And you know, I I I maybe I maybe I I I gave gave the idea that if we got the right conditioning coach and everything, that we'd be fine in one season, but I mean it's a physical, it's a physical yeah. game regardless of of what kind of conditioning you do, but I mean, mm-hmm. the amount of attrition that we're taking is just brutal right now. Um, but hey, I mean, this is kind of one of those weird things that you kind of can look at and go, well, young experience, I, I guess. Yeah. Like, that's all we can look at is just go, this, this is what it's going to be. Next man up. I mean, yeah, next man up. Get the young guys some some crucial experience against some mm-hmm. some you know conference opponents and yeah. And now we just got to sit here and 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 not have football for a weekend and <laughs> that'll be fine. I can I can decompress a little bit for sure. I'd like to talk about a couple players. Mm-hmm. Um, Henrik Gifford. Both of those guys stepped up huge tonight. Gifford or Henrik on that one fourth and one play um, there in the third quarter, I think it was. Maybe the fourth. I don't remember for sure. I think it was the third. Yeah, it was the third quarter. He makes a big play on a fourth down because um, they had a little momentum going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, that stop on the goal line. Uh, Sanford was big and even making that possible, like you talked about earlier, because mm-hmm. the tight end missed the block. The tight end makes that block. I think that Harris gets in pretty easy without Mm -hmm. too much trouble, but Sanford made a big play, got him out of bounds. Um, And then Gifford was just everywhere. Mm -hmm. Made that big stop on fourth down at the end of the game that got us the ball back so that we could run it once. Mm -hmm. And then the best play in football, (laughs) the victory formation. Mm -hmm. So, um, man, what did you guys think? I, I thought every time I turned around, it seems like number two, was getting up off a pile of bodies <laughs> every time there was a tackle. Yeah. Maybe wasn't getting credited for him, but he was there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, th- those two, I think, are, are great people to highlight, Gifford and, and, and Henrich. Just the number of guys, though. I mean, what Bullock was doing out there defensively and, and uh, you know, Chief Borders knocks down some, 
knocks down a pass. Uh, mm-hmm. Bayer makes that big tackle in the backfield. Uh, there's so many names of guys. Then you have Hartzog making a couple nice, you know, knockdown on, on passes. Quentin Newsom gets the big interception. Mm-hmm. Uh, so defensively, there's no shortage of names of guys that, that are stepping up there. And then anytime you're stuffing someone at a fourth and one or at a goal line situation, you know what, what Nash and Ty and, and, you know, Van Winkle and those guys are doing down in the, yeah. down in the middle, you know, that they're doing their job there too. So defensively, I mean, look, Anybody we play the rest of this year, this defense is going to keep us, should be able to keep us in virtually any of those games. Yeah. Mar- Maryland has a pretty dynamic offense, but outside of that, I expect this defense to be able to keep us in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to have to be a continuation of this offense. I don't know. Right now, I don't know what the situation is going to be with Sims. You know, when he's 100% fully healthy, do they think they have a, a good, better shot with him in there, or is Harburg starting to show enough for him? I don't know yet. You know, we're going to find out. He struggled a little bit in the passing game tonight, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think his numbers were as good against, as they were against it's uh, about Michigan. 50%, it was about yeah. 50%, and I don't think he quite got to the 200-yard mark. So mm-hmm. uh, he struggled a bit, threw the ball to – there should have been, of those co- incompletions, at least three or four more yeah, that okay. should have been completed to the other team, but they weren't, <laughs> thank God. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, man. I'm excited and doggone it. Fedoni didn't get a TD. Darn it. Yeah. How about um, Albano makes a couple of big field goals for us. He misses the one, although that was a, yes. a bad hold there. Yep. You can tell the hold there was a problem with that and that the uh, ball ended up, I think he kicked in right into the laces anyways. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and that was against the win there too. I would have liked to see him on third down, try to center the ball. Sure. Instead of throwing an incompletion, try to get the ball centered mm-hmm. and just play for the field goal at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, we were stuck forever up on them 13. We had multiple chances and through turnovers and 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 the missed field goal, we had multiple chances to get up 16. And when you look at what that game was, there's no way that Illinois was going to score two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. So, you, you know, points matter. Every point you can get matters and you can't get into the red zone and walk away with zero. That's the one thing we know yeah. for sure. And so when we play Northwestern, Purdue, and, and those teams, and we have chances to get into the red zone, whether you score a touchdown or not, you at least got to walk away with points. Points every time because this defense is going to keep you in all those games. Give them something to work with. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, my goodness. Were there any other things, guys, from the game that really stuck out to you? Any other moments where you thought it was pretty big? Um, I know there was many moments we kind of had to laugh a little bit because it's like, oh, here we are again. We just can't win easy. (laughs) (laughs) Why is it we can't just win easy? I don't know. I don't know. But then again, you make a great point, Honky, in the sense that there's no offense out there save Maryland. Now, we might see them get tested by a pretty good Ohio State Mm -hmm. defense tomorrow. Yeah. Um, and who knows, maybe there's going to be a blueprint there that, that Ohio State will show that will give Nebraska a little bit of an advantage going into that game. Uh, but my goodness, there's nobody we're playing from now on that's good. Sure as hell not going to be scared by Iowa coming to Lincoln. No. Not at all. You know, we've talked about the injuries that we've had, but Iowa's lost their starting tight end. They just lost their starting uh, quarterback as well for the mm-hmm. remainder of the year. They've mm-hmm. had running backs out. You look at Wisconsin, they're uh, kind of 1A, 1B running back mm-hmm. is out for the season now. So, you know, we're not alone in that. 
uh, it just obviously when it's your own team, it feels worse. And, right. and and we do have quite a few, but it is a developmental program that Rule talks about. It really has to be a next man up approach kind of thing. We didn't see Jaden Doss out there today, the freshman wide receiver. He mentioned he thought he'd probably get out there. Well, if you're going to be without uh, Washington moving forward, and we, we don't know that for certain, but if we are, Doss has to be a guy to step up. Ty mm-hmm. Hahn got out there and mm-hmm. stepped up and made a catch. Uh, you know, the fleeks, you know, stepped up a, a week ago at running back. He's still somebody that could be in the mix there. So, you know, we're just going to continue to need guys mm-hmm. to, to step up and, and fill roles as, as uh, guys be. get, yeah, as guys yeah. get injured. That's yeah. the way it is. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, I think this was this one. We like don't need to see any ne- any more next man up in the running back slot. <laughs> Succession plan is getting a little thin. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't think you could have said that any better <laughs> at all. That was great. Yep. And then uh, this one got same. me. This one got me. Where'd it go? That was the ugliest football game since Rutgers beat Princeton in eighteen sixty nine. Now I don't remember that game. So no. You know, yeah, they don't have to I was a little young. Anywhere. I was a little young, but uh, I don't know, boys. I think we've kind of covered it all as far as a rapid reaction goes, haven't we? I mean, there's really not much more to say. Nebraska not grabs really. the W. Um, we did everything we could to help Illinois. We were as gracious and as generous as we could have possibly been, mm. and yet we still managed to snatch victory. There was no jaws of defeat. There were no jaws of victory. We just <laughs> happened to win. Mm. Thank you, God. We appreciate it. Amazing. So anyway, <laughs> where could folks find you, Honky, and your mates there at the Go Big Redcast out there on the interwebs? Yeah, you can find us at Go Big Redcast, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, uh, and now I guess on TikTok as well. We are, we're, we're TikTokers too. You're so. ticking and talking. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Redcast. Uh, Rob does that? No, Rick, uh, Rick S. Talon. Rick S. Strong. Rick S. Talon. You can find him at oh, Rick S. Strong Rick on Strong. Twitter. Okay. He takes care of our TikTok. So, yep, we're all up there. We're also on Instagram, too, I guess I should mention that. Very cool. Very cool. Scott? Nice. Yes, you can follow me on Twitter at Scott Pod. That is Scott with two T's. The second T is silent. Um, yep, you can follow me there. There isn't really much going on over there, to be honest. <laughs> so, just follow me anyway. Alrighty, and you can follow me as well as the show at GenRedPod on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And you can also follow the audio show at Generation Red on your favorite podcast app. If you have not been getting our latest content and you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and unsubscribe from the old feed. That's what's going on. And resubscribe to the new one. Just do a search for Generation Red and you'll find it. And they'll see our album art has both Scott and I on it. You'll know you'll be on the right feed then. So make sure you subscribe to that. GenRedPod at gmail.com is our email address, and occasionally we actually do look at it. So send us an email if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, or you want to be a guest on the show. We'd love to have you. And GenRedPod.com. There we go. (laughs) I should know this by heart by now. I've done Mm -hmm. this 90 times. Is our website, and you can subscribe to our podcast or watch all of our old live streams right there on the website. So please give us a look. Anyway, for Honky, for Scott, for me, all three of us tonight, we were Generation Red and the Go Big Redcast in a Herd at Sports crossover podcast special celebrating the win over Illinois. And uh, until next time, just remember. We're here to chronicle Nebraska's ultimate rise back to greatness, one podcast at a time.
because there's no place like Nebraska. TBR. Iowa's corn sucks. <laughs> Absolutely. And we will see you Sunday night at, or no, Sunday afternoon at 3.30 when Scott and I will go a little deeper into the numbers in the Illinois game and break that game down for you. And then we will be back again the following Sunday night after the bye week to preview the next game against Northwestern. So until then, go Big Red. We love you all. See you later.